Australian coaching extraordinaire in the tennis, Darren Cahill, got it done again last night when Yannick Sinner won the AO. Our next guest has coached Lazen Hewitt, Andre Agassi and Simona Halep to Grand Slam titles and world number one status. And last night, his newest student just took home his first Grand Slam. The best fat, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. The best coach in the game. His resume is extraordinary. Himself a fine player, of course. Semi-finals at the US Open. Uh, magnificent doubles player. Joins us now. Keller, welcome to you. Uh, good afternoon, James. Actually, my wife thinks you're the best commentator in the game. Oh, here right we next go. To me here. We're sitting right next to me here in the Qantas. Now, actually, she's blushing a little bit as I said that as well. <laughs> she and I sat How and watched you, James? your How are you, Billy? charge win. It's Leighton Hewitt. Many, many years ago, yeah, watch, uh, won the quarterfinal at Wimbledon, and we had a bloody good time together. She's well, a beautiful you lady, your wife. Actually, you know how the world turns full circle. Leighton actually warmed up Yannick Sinner for his final last night, which was amazing. So to stand on the court... With Rusty, putting him through the paces, getting him ready for that match last night. It was like a blast from the past. So yeah. it was wonderful. Hey, how were you thinking after the second set was completed? What 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 was the coach thinking? Uh, we were a little bit worried, clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the way that Medvedev started, we knew he was going to start aggressively. He's been to hell and back with the amount of time that he spent on court throughout the Australian Open. So we knew physically he was going to be a bit tired and we knew he had to play aggressively. But we did not expect him to play at that level for oh. so long. And he was just playing out of his mind. So there was a bit of panic in, in our games and certainly a bit of worry in Yannick as well. But it, it changed a little bit at 5-1 in the second set. And Yannick got that break of serve and actually had a break point to get back on serve in the second set. He didn't get it. He lost the set 6-3. But there was just that small little window uh, where you could tell that Medvedev was just starting to slow down. And as long as he held his serve the early games of the third set, which is always a big worry because if you give him a quick break in the third set, he's serving well enough just to serve his way to victory. So he played some really good service games early in the third set. And once he got to three all, four all, we, we still knew that he was in with a real chance. Can you say much to him, Dazzling? Because uh, I sat courtside and yep. I was listening. <laughs> uh, and then you can't really say too many words. So what do you do as a coach? So coaching is legal now in tennis. It never used to be legal. The last couple of years, we are able to talk to the player about tactics or give an emotional pep-up speech or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. But it's more difficult than people think because you can only get their attention for about five or ten seconds. And most of the time, because the crowd noise is so loud, they have trouble hearing you anyway. So we end up screaming what we need to scream down to the court so the player can hear. So normally... If the player, the opposition player, takes a medical timeout or leaves the court, uh, our player can come across yeah. to us and then you can have a normal conversation. But beyond that, it's only a few words here and there. I saw a photo of uh, your uh, former world number one uh, major winner and great mate Andre Agassi out on the court with yourself and Yannick. Yeah, I assume yeah. that was pre the final? Uh, well, I think it was maybe oh, second or th- first week, so maybe second or third day he came down. He was doing a bit of stuff. I, I think he had a couple of sponsor opportunities down there. And what did he and say so, to Yannick? Because he would have loved, the young fellow would have loved oh, Andre yeah, Agassi. Imagine on the court. that, yeah. Yeah, so Andre's been a fan of Yannick's from afar for many, many years, and he was a bit surprised with how tall he was. So Yannick's <laughs> listed at 6'2", but he's actually closer to 6'4". Jeez. And he's put and he's put on a lot of weight since since Andre saw him last. So he was a bit shocked by how much he'd filled out and how tall he was. And that's where a lot of the power comes from. He's a lanky guy and he hits the ball as hard as anyone. He's maybe the best ball striker in the game. 
and not dissimilar to the way Andre hit the ball actually back in his prime. So, you know, he's only had a few words down there. He's been a real fan. He's actually spent a lot of time working with Sebastian Corder, who's a young American mm. player. So Corder has actually played Sinner a couple of times and Corder has actually beaten Sinner as well. So these two guys have grown up together. So he's always kept a close eye on Yannick. And one of the first text messages I got after the final was from Andre. Mm. So, yeah, he was as pumped as anyone. Uh, he's lost the uh, old locks too, hasn't he? Um, uh, been bald for yeah. a very long time. Long Did time. I see Choco Williams <laughs> in the box? Hey, Choco is a he's a stable member of our coaching team. There, he comes to every round. I think he missed training a couple of days. I'm not sure the Melbourne people were too happy with him, but he just walked down in training and said he's going to the tennis. I think Christian Petraka was there as well. I didn't get to see him, but I heard he was there. And I, I heard he was a big fan of Yannick's as well. So, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance for the two guys to meet. But Choco was part of the coaching yeah. team. He was in the box for every all seven matches. Well, of course, the Kale name synonymous with... with the uh, he was stressing Adelaide. us out, too. He was yelling at me a couple of times during the match to fire up and get in Yannick's ear as yeah. well. So, the, the coach never leaves the coach, does no, he? No, he loves to be involved, Choco. Oh, no. And he now yourself, you were a director at Port Adelaide still, or is with Yannick no, no. Sinner, have you had to hand that uh, back? Yeah, no, I stepped away from that maybe a year and a half ago simply because I'm on the road now 35, 40 weeks of the year, so I'm never around. And, and my role at Port Adelaide was really to be a connector between the board and the, the playing group, the, the football department. So you need to be on the ground there at training and you need to be around the place to have a, a good effective influence. And because I was travelling so much, they're better off getting somebody else to do that. But I thoroughly love my time there. You know, I love that club. And uh, they nearly got there last year mm. and certainly have a great chance this year, I think. Very good coach and Ken Hinckley. Hey, a couple of questions for you, Darren Carl. What was the envelope Craig Tiley handed you just uh, after the match? What was that envelope? So there's a trophy that goes to the coaches. So ah. the, because there's two coaches that look after Yannick, uh, we have to get a replica made for the second one. And the other one was firstly just a little pamphlet saying congratulations. Oh. Uh, there was also a check for ten grand oh. in there. So the winning coach or coaches get ten grand as a little... Oh. Rides and reward. Yeah, so well, it was great. Did the players like the party court? No. Right. Absolutely not. No, it was one of the things that the players didn't embrace. And I think they tried a few things at the Aussie Open with moving around after one game where the public could come in and yeah. actually thought that held up play more than it helped play because it was a bit tough to serve when you throw the ball up and you've got people moving around right behind the court. I think it's fine for the sides of the court, but right behind the court it's a bit tough. Yeah. But the party court no, didn't work as right. well as I think it would in tennis because there was just too much noise. And they're trying to speed up the game, so they're going to get rid of let. So you just play on. Do you like that idea? Yeah. Uh, no. Right. no. I don't like that one either. But, but I understand why they're trying to do it. They do do it in college tennis. In yeah. college tennis in the US, uh, they play lets, and it does speed the game along quite nicely. I wouldn't be for that. I think there are other ways to speed up the game, but no, I think I'm more traditionalist and yeah. keep keep the game as it is. Now, I remember having a chat to you about winning a tournament, and you said one of the weirdest parts about winning a tennis tournament is when you have, all the rest of the players have already split, oh, and on, you're basically yeah. partying on your own. Is that what happened with Yannick? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got plenty of mates around that we were able to enjoy it last night. And one of the things with the Aussie Open, because you start at 7.30, you don't finish the match until 11.30 if it goes five sets, and then when you finish with everything that he's got to do, we actually didn't see him. We saw him briefly after the match. And then when the media got a hold of him, we didn't see him until 3 o'clock in the morning Ooh. this morning. So we got to spend two or three hours at the Crown Casino with him, which was great. So we didn't get to bed until about 6 or 7 this morning. But, um, yeah, it, it's a long, tough process. For, it's enjoyable because he's won, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's about two or three hours where you've got to go around to all the media outlets and do all the stuff for the media. Mm.
I love it. I would have found a nice Italian joint, I reckon. Uh, we, yeah, we did. We ate well. We drank well. And actually, he's been visiting the Crown Casino and having a little dabble at Blackjack oh. what, every, every second night there, just as a tradition. Bets a couple of hundred bucks, win or lose. And uh, he's been winning every single night. And can you believe it? Last night, he actually lost. So oh. he, he, <laughs> his luck finally ran out after the final. So a good time for him to leave. Mate, exactly. congratulations. Yeah, well Success done. just follows you. Another major yes. winner. Uh, so tell Victoria she's got outstanding taste. She has. She has. Now, he's a good young lad, Yannick, and he's got his feet on the ground. You'd love him. He's got a lot of Australian in him with his humour and the way he goes about things. He's raised well. His parents are great. So you would enjoy his company. He's a, he's a good kid. Well yeah. done. Well great done. chatting always. Beauty, guys. Cheers. Australian tennis coach guru Darren Cahill on the Rush Hour. Triple M.